welcome to the Daily Reprieve, where we provide essays, speaker meetings, workshops, and conferences in podcast format. We are an ad-free podcast. If you enjoy listening, please help us be self-supporting by going to donate.thedailyreprieve.com and drop a dollar or two into the virtual basket. Please consider donating monthly by clicking the Donate Monthly button. However, one-time donations are always welcome. Just click the Donate Now button. Now, without further ado, this episode of The Daily Reprieve. And God grant us the serenity to accept the things we cannot change, the courage to change the things we can, and the wisdom to know the difference. Amen. Okay. Um, yeah, I... Um, I have to smile because it's uh, it was a bit a chaotic uh, chaos for me to to come into this meeting with all the links and and I think uh, yeah now it, it's really working and um, I made some notes about um, um, by the way can you give me a sign before um, maybe five minutes before uh, the yeah. time is up yeah that yeah. would be great. I'll do something. Um, it look like that. Okay. <laughs> something like that's that. But five. I'll do five. Thank you. That's great. Okay. Um, yeah. My topic: surviving in SA, young and single. What do I want to say with that? Um, I talked with Daniel before, and we thought about what kind of topic I can do, and um, yeah, and, and suggesting this: surviving in SA, young and single why why this topic the topic is because um it's not easy it's 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 a it's a gift it's one of the biggest gifts and um it's a really big grace to come uh in in a young age to sa and to get into recovery but it it is also very um tempting and for me it was very it was a big struggle to stay sober and to get sober. And I knew I have no other choice. I, I knew I, I need to get sober because if I don't, I, I may be going to die or I go to jail or somewhere else, go to the hospital again. And these have been um, all um, ways in my life um, I didn't want to choose. So I I... Yeah, I went to SA and I said, okay, that's it. I do it now. I have no other choice. I do it. And while my my friends around me, they had girlfriends, they did dating. They, um, I mean, the friends who are not in SA, um, they made, do, did a lot of partying. Um, yeah, they, they had a lot of fun and I stayed sober and had no sex and no girlfriend. And I do this now for fi over five years. I'm sober five years and I don't have a girlfriend and I don't have sex at the moment. So, but it's okay. I'm doing good. I'm doing really good. And it's possible. It's possible also for young, for young people. Because the hormones and everything, they, with 25, 20, 21, 22, um, that's, in my opinion, 
um, one of the uh, times where sex is very important for young people. It's 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 a very big part in our life at this moment, and and um, we are young, and yeah, and and that's that's what I did before I came into the program, and then there was a cut, no sex, no girlfriend, no dating, no porn, no this, no that, no that, and it was just very, um, it was very hard for me, and it was like going through hell. Um, in the beginning of maybe 12 months of sobriety, um, but it, it really went better. And because today I have a good life, um, I'm sober, I have um, I have a good connection to my family, I have good connection to my friends, I can open up and go to people and say, hey, how are you doing? And do it from an honest way. Um, I have a job, I have some money on the bank, um, I have a, a beautiful flat. It's, it's yeah, it's just, um, it's possible for, for young people to stay sober. And um, it's not easy. It's, it's really, not, for me, it was not easy. I just can tell, tell you of, of my case, because I was very tempted. I had a lot of... Uh, a lot of uh, temptations in the beginning. I thought about sex all the time. And I mean it really. I thought about sex all the time. When I was uh, getting up from bed in the morning, the first things what happened, oh my God, this thought and this thought and that and this. And it just, it didn't happen. Uh, it didn't uh, pass away and go away. So... I was very tempted all the time and it was not easy, but it is possible. Today I have a good life. It's not perfect. Sometimes it's shitty. Sometimes I'm annoyed, but all in all, I'm very grateful for that, what I have. And um, today I, I don't miss it. Um, I do sober dating at the moment. I try. I try to do sober dating. It's not. It's not so easy, you know. I'm a sex addict, and now the coronavirus is coming too, and <laughs> it, it, it's like, uh, yeah, um, yeah. It's 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 not easy at the moment to do something like that, and I I tried it out with a dating app, and in. Uh, by help of my sponsor and other fellows, um, I did some dating, asking friends if they know somebody who I can date. And I did that and um, I do it now for about two years, but it didn't work out at the moment. I mean, it worked out by having uh, the experience and strength and hope um, to date people and uh, yeah, to, to make the experience how it is to have a, a sober relationship with a woman, just having a coffee, just having a talk, and then say goodbye um, without having sexuality or something. But um, I'm, I'm still single, and it's okay. And um, so that's something where I'm very grateful. I can have um, connection to people. I can... Um, see a woman and talk to a woman without thinking about having sex with her. That's awesome. That's really awesome. Um, because in the beginning of my, when I was, I came into the program with 
um, 20. I got sober with 21. Today I'm 26. Uh, and this five years sobriety. And yeah, like I said, it was not easy. But today I can talk to women. I can, um, yeah, I just can have... Um, I have a job with res taking responsibility and there are lots of beautiful women in, th in this job coming in, customers all the way, and I can deal with that. And yeah, um, I want to tell you a bit, I just wrote something down. Um, I want to tell you something about uh, my story um, because that's now at the moment how, how it is at the moment and um, how I'm dealing with that. And um, I'm sorry, my brain is maybe not so awake at the moment because I just went up from bed and uh, my English is maybe not the best at the moment. I just, it's very broken. So, uh, but, <laughs> but, but you understand what I mean. And, um, it started very early, maybe with the age of seven or eight or nine. I, I cannot remember really, but that's what I think, that I had a, a very sexual fantasy with my um, with my teacher. Uh, very dark, very straight, uh, very strange with refrigerators and very, very strange fantasies. Thinking about sex in a refrigerator, what I didn't even know what it is. And it was very dark. So started my life. I do not even know why I had why I had these thoughts. It makes no sense. It makes completely no sense. But this is my first memory of sex, having this fantasy. Then I, 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 uh, I, I watched the first porn um, magazines and have had the first uh, pornos on the computer of my dad. I just want to make a long story short. I got my first computer and then I was going deep down to hell because I watched a lot of porn. I was free in, on the internet. I could do what I want. There was no filter on the computer. I watched sometimes between five to uh, eight hours, maybe porn a day and played computer games. And all the time when my friends, my, my friends and my, my, yeah, my buddies, they had girlfriends, they went out, they did partying. I also did that too, but I always thought something is missing with me. I'm not, I'm not real or I'm not, um, I don't know how to say something is missing. And, and I want to be like the others, but I can't, something is wrong with me. And then I, yeah, I just continued doing this, watching porn, doing this, doing that. Um, I don't have to tell you because everybody knows it. It's it's almost always the same story um, with the acting out. And, and then I had more and more porn and more. And I had, uh, yeah, I hurted myself by having sex and all the crazy stuff. And my friends, they had relationships, they had girlfriends, they made their first real experiences with sexuality and I always wanted to have this but I couldn't have and then I had a girlfriend and the possibility 
uh, was not here to have real sex because my brain was so full of porn. I always thought what I see in porn, my girlfriend has to do. And it didn't work out, of course. And so that's my experience with, with being young um, and coming to SA. And yeah, and I, I'm very grateful today. I don't have to do that anymore because even if I don't have sex at the moment and I don't have a girlfriend, I feel really free. I stand up in the morning. I don't think about sex mostly. I, um, I just make my prayers. I go through my day. I make my meditation. I, I live my life. I have some friends. I, I have, I, I be around in the fellowship. I go to my meetings regularly. I have sponsees. I have a good, yeah, and sponsor where I'm um, talking a lot to. Um, I go to my meetings. I have connection to my family. I have a job that is fulfilling me very much. And I'm very happy with, uh, with that. And the sign was it a sign for time dennis no that's just somebody entering into our one of okay. our rooms here so okay. you're good to go you got plenty of time um and yeah i just wrapped it up i think i'm i'm finishing five minutes so that's okay um and yeah that's what what happened now and i I think I'm repeating what I said before, so I, I just want to wrap it up and come to an end, maybe, um, because everything what I said is that I wanted to say, and I don't want to waste now the next 10 or 15 minutes to just repeat everything what I said said before, um, because if you have questions, and, and I can I try to answer them if it's possible, and yeah that's at the moment um at the moment my life and i really just want to make the people hope for coming young in sa between 20 or maybe between 18 and 30 it is possible to stay sober it is possible um to have a life with, without a relationship and i'm even very happy with that because um um i don't I don't have to have the one night stands anymore and have the, the dating and today I'm meeting this girl and that girl and this girl and that girl. And, and, and by the way, it's not important if it's a girl, if I would be a woman, it would be the man. So, um, very, very important. I don't have to be on this seeking anymore, searching and reaching out for where's the next sex partner and where's the next sex partner. I don't have to do that anymore. So, that's one of the biggest gifts um, I have. And I have sponsors who are young and sometimes it's very painful because some of them, they seem to get it. And some of them, they seem not to get it. And it's just very heartbreaking for me. If I see somebody who is very young in the program and he, who is not getting the program because there's a full way of life ahead of us. And we are, making the decision, do I want to destroy my life or do I want to have a good and worthwhile life? 
and sometimes sometimes it's not it's not easy to face i don't know in the big book i i heard a, a speaker saying um sandy b and he said something like um um living as a life on a spiritual basis or dying an alcoholic death is not is not a possibility that's always uh, easy to face or something and and i just thought about it uh, why is this so funny for him because um of course it's uh, the temptation doing all the sex stuff all the time and trying out the deep deep world of the the deep ocean of porn in the internet where everything is possible and i know that so many new things came up in the last five years when my sponsor tell me what i haven't seen and i do not even want to see it it's uh, yeah I, i i'm not happy if i would see it and i'm very happy to stay abstain from that but all these deep stuff and crazy stuff the temptation is very big and sometimes even the pain is so big and the suffering is very very yeah is 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 a lot the the people have difficulties to choose the way of sa and that's something for me that is very heartbreaking I don't say when somebody's 60 and is not making it that uh, I have less um, empathy or less feelings for him when somebody's 20 or 25. But I just want to say it is possible to stay sober in, in a young age. But it's very heartbreaking for me if somebody's not getting it and leaving the program then for 10, 15 years and coming back, having wife and children, and then is, is screwed up again completely. Yeah. So um, that's something what I really just want to make hope. It is possible. I was very tempted. I had sex thoughts all the time. I got aroused, erections all the time. Um, I, I had wet dreams very often. I, I had to call people very often. I went up in the night going on my knees and called my sponsor. I did... I went on his nerves really much because um, it was yeah it was not easy and I had and I had a lot to do and I did my step work I went almost at so many meetings as I could of course I was uh, unemployed the first year of recovery but even after that I, I went uh, to a lot of meetings um, I went to almost every convention I could go um, if it's possible for you um and that's really um yeah i got a, a payback from that and that was really worthy and today yeah i'm i'm almost very happy with my life the dating stuff is really annoying me i'm screwing up i just say sometimes fuck it i don't want to hear it anymore because it it doesn't work out um i have an sa fellow um, he's one of my best friends. He uh, he just dated the first woman and now he's in a relationship with her. And I just say, oh my God, how is doing this? And and I I date this and that and this and that woman and it just not work out. But it's it's something I have to do this way. Mm -hmm. It is my way because maybe one day some other fellows have the same experience and I can give them experience from that. And not everybody has the, the same program and the same uh, 
uh, way of program. My sponsor says the cookie cutter program. Not everybody has the same uh, cookie cutter. Everybody has a different program and different way of program. And so, yeah, that's something what I want to give hope. And um, you really can do it. And there is no excuse to say, I'm young and sober and my friends having dates. I cannot stay sober. Bullshit. Not with, not with me. Not with me. You can tell it everybody, not, but not with me. Because I know what I went through. And today my life is really good. And yeah. Um, and if you have questions after the talk or something or want to wanna share something with me, I'm in the Flying Piggies group or in WhatsApp or you can text Daniel that he can text, give my, my number to you or something. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So that's what I can offer. And um, maybe one last thing. I had to learn to live alone and happy and learning that what I and learning what I had to learn, what I missed. I mean, I missed a lot in the time when I I did acting out and I missed maybe something um, what, uh, <coughs> yeah, um, when I stayed sober. Because in the time of I stayed sober, there was just a lot of time with not doing, not saying, not going, not making. It was just meetings, phone calls. By the way, it was just shit. It was yeah. awful. It was really awful. And I don't regret any of this time. And I don't want to go back. It was like hell. There is a movie the ca calling uh, Saving Private Ryan. And there is the D-Day in, uh, invasion. And that's something sometimes what I really went through. It was it was like all the time <gasps> calling, calling somebody up, going to a meeting, always in a rush. Um, and the only time when I went, uh, um, when I had some time for relax, it was when I went to bed and sleeping. But the whole day, it was just being in a rush. And I don't regret doing it. And I had to learn to stay happy or to become happy with that, what I have. And my sponsor tells me I have to write a gratitude list every day. By the way, I don't do it every day. I do it once in a month, and then I worry why I don't, why I'm not happy. <laughs> <laughs> um, but that's something. That's something what I really can um, share. Um, I had to learn to be happy with that what I have, because some people they don't have arms and legs. Some people they're they're getting born disabled. Some people they they are blind from the from the age of uh, of one some people they have to to fight as a child a soldier in a war some people they don't have to eat every day and i had to learn um yeah to 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 have no sex mm -hmm. and maybe to the rest of my life if it's god's will but have a happy life with that and mm. last year i was in nashville mm. the heart of sa mm. and visited my sponsor went to the usa it was just a great time and 
I don't have to act out and drink and, and smoke, smoke weed or taking drugs. I just had a very good time in the USA with all my friends of recovery. And yeah, I hope I could make some hope for you. And now I'm ready for the questions and the answers. Yeah. So thank you very much. That's wonderful. I'm, I just feel so blessed hearing your story tonight, Florian. Um, you are making an investment in your future that you can't even imagine the payoff that's coming. You're already receiving the gifts of recovery. I can hear it. I can hear it in your story. I can see it in your face. Um, I'm so, I, I didn't get into this program until I was 52. And I can't tell you the D-Day, the Saving Private Ryan that you described. I didn't even know how bad it could get or the things that I've seen and done. I'm just so thankful to God that you will um, stay in this program like you're doing and give hope to these other people that they can have the gifts of recovery early like you have. Man, you're gonna, God is gonna bless you beyond your wildest dreams. Yeah, that was that was very beautiful. Thank you so much for that. Appreciate Thank it. Thank you. Um, your first question, I have so much respect for you, Florian. How did you find out about SA? Um, I found about SA during in the internet, and um, I I tried a lot of some therapy. I tried a, some some programs to download. There are sometimes some programs in the internet where you can pay for, and they they say if you do this in twelve days, you're cured or something and all this bullshit and um i tried this thing and um it didn't work out and i did all the youtube channels of people who started no masturbating anymore it, it for me it didn't work out so at the moment I'm, or today i'm very happy that it didn't work out because um and then i yeah i just looked around in the internet it was not easy to find it but then I found SA. That's awesome. And I contacted SA and then I got back to the addiction for a half year and then I contacted SA again. And since that day, I'm a member of SA. So, so yeah. you're saying there's not an easier, softer way that you found? <laughs> for me, not. But this way today is very soft and easy. Today. That's, that's, yeah, the 12 steps are the easier, softer way. Yeah. <laughs> That's the truth. Yeah. Um, that is exactly what my sponsor says. The 12 steps are the easier, softer way. Absolutely. That's, <laughs> that's the key right there. You know, yeah. you can try all these other trails, but when you right. get, then they're hard and they don't work. You come in and do the 12 steps. That is the easier, softer way because that's the way to peace and serenity and freedom. Amen. All uh, right. Did you? I'm going to just finish up that question and you can take them. Okay. I'm going to take them. Um, so one of the things they said is with the present lockdown and the use of Zoom for meetings, you know, what are the benefits of Zoom and what do you think will happen post COVID when all this is past us? God willing. Um, I think with the Zoom, the positive thing is out of, zoom and the COVID, or maybe don't don't blame it on the COVID, but just with the zoom um i have made so many new friendships to people over zoom and 
I went back to the meetings where I have been last year in Nashville. I have been, it was awesome. I have been to an open AA meeting or AA meeting some, some month ago. And there have been in Zoom 500 people. And I just said, oh my God, wow. And we just had a great time. So that's a real benefit for me. And also after the COVID, because yeah. um, I have met people and it's it's just like, um, I don't know, it's like uh, in a brotherhood. The more people I know, the better it is for me if I have problems um, or something I can relay on somebody I can text them I have almost people in in every country I have been and a lot of people in India and Saudi Arabia in Egypt in USA in Poland in Italy in UK in Austria yeah in Spain lots of people I have met and also with Zoom so I think I don't know if I'm answering your question, but you I are. hope it. Hope. Absolutely. Thanks. Yeah, it's amazing how we can use the uh, how we're able to use the internet in recovery. It's such a beautiful, yeah. special, isn't it? Especially, you know, especially when it's just when it's connecting, because that it's exactly it's the same thing. Even though it's not the real connection, for me as someone <laughs> who, and and you for sure. I mean, I, I I'm tw I'm 20 years older than you, nearly. But um, the fact is that I grew up grew up on the internet in my way and you really grew up in the internet and just mm. looking for that real connection in, in the right way it's amazing so the, the next question which is a very important question is how are you dealing with these obsessions about having a relationship how do you deal with that what, what are the steps you take what are the, what's the word do you have to do when the obsessions come what is your sponsor advised you to you know to, to, to go through this okay I have to smile because my sponsor said at least two times, I don't want to hear it anymore. I don't want to hear it anymore. Talk to somebody else. I cannot hear this dating shit anymore. Talk to somebody else. And I went on his nerve so much. And then I talked to somebody else and I didn't listen what he said. And about the obsession, um, there is no answer. The only answer is acceptance. And this is something where I cannot learn out of reading it. I have to really do it. And I, I'm very bad in that. So I have not a lot of experience with that. Um, it's, um, yeah, with the obsession of the mind of, of the dating. My sponsor told me something. I have to date three women at a time. Um, because when I start obsessing about the one, I have to date the other one. And then I, I, I stopped obsessing about this one, but honestly, I'm not a, a womanizer. So <laughs> I don't know how to date three women at the moment. Um, so, um, it's just for me, it's not real, but he told me that. So maybe one day it will going to work out, but not with the COVID and so that's something what I can tell you. But the real important thing is acceptance. And be honest with your sponsor. Because you have no other choice if you're not honest with your sponsor. In this case, you're lost, in my opinion. And that's very important. Um, 
I had parts where I haven't been honest with my sponsor and then I felt very bad about it with this dating stuff. And yeah, so acceptance, honesty, and I'm sorry, I would like to give you the absolute answer for this question that is making boom and then you are having the answer but maybe i'm not the, the right one for that so i hope i can give some hope with, with these kind of um, advices thanks sure, well, i can i can add to that because my my sponsor was sponsored by your sponsor back this is two two sponsors ago <laughs> and uh, and i was obsessed uh, about my wife and the relationship with my wife and every single time i would speak to him and uh and he would <laughs> Would speak to his sponsor and say, I don't know what to do with Daniel anymore. You know, he just doesn't. And, and, and his sponsor said, just tell him that you're not willing to speak about it anymore. That's it. And I would, and I had no choice because I basically had no other obsessions going on. I was doing great with my program. And so I, I, I didn't know what, I had nothing to speak to him about anymore now that I wasn't allowed to speak about my wife anymore. <laughs> and so I got a new sponsor. But the answer was yes, acceptance and time and time and continuously letting go of it, surrendering it. And over time, it, taking the right actions, it slowly, it slowly stopped being obsession. And today I'm not obsessed with it at all. I mean, I speak about my wife with my sponsor, but it's not an obsession. Uh, and it took time, just keeping time, time. So yeah, thank you. Um, so uh, and just, you. is it okay if I give you a number to a member? So a member is asked for your phone number. Um, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So the next question is in regular life, when you encounter women, what do you do if you get triggered, especially when you have to work with them or have to stay around? Oh, thank you. That's a wonderful question. Um, it depends on, um, I think my, my, my sponsor told me, um, um, that I have, a. a strange or I had a strange sexual relationship with my mother that I was not um, um, yeah, aware of. And um, so she, um, my, my sponsor tells me very often when I see a woman, because I have sometimes this, that I'm looking for women who are similar to my mother. Um, I don't know why I do this. I don't know why I do it. I didn't figure it out. So, but that's something, um, and he told me, if I see a woman, I have to tell myself, this is not my mother. This is a woman. So um, I do something like this. I do it not very often, but I remind myself now with that question. And I pray for the women. Whatever it is, I'm looking in her beauty. Let me find it in you. And she's just another, another beauty of, uh, of person too. And... I don't have to be this this guy anymore. There are lots of people. I have a friend. He just have seen a beautiful woman with her baby. And he said, yeah, the next time I won't have sex with her. He said me in a very ugly way. And I just know I don't have to do this kind of that anymore. I just can say, oh, that's a beautiful woman because I'm in the program. I'm in recovery. And I that's a beautiful woman. Okay. Maybe I want to have sex with her, but let's think about the end, not think about the first drink. Think about the last drink. And, um, 
yeah, I don't want to lose my job because of uh, my addiction. It would be very foolish for me because I have all the tools. I have all the tools. I know what to do. If I don't use it, it's just stupid. And so praying for the women, being of service to her, um, and just seeing her, seeing a, um, a, a human being in her. So, and the most times I just can have a lot of fun with the women. And I found something out when I see a woman coming into the shop, then I got, I don't say I got triggered because I'm, I'm, I got not triggered by the women. I, I feel something that, that, uh, in my brain is something going on. Um, because I see a woman. So the woman has nothing to do because there are other people in the shop. They're not triggered by the woman. They can deal without it, uh, getting aroused or something. <laughs> and, um, so that's, that's what I do. And the, when I get in contact with her, um, the, the possibility to get aroused is getting less. The more I stay in contact with her, the more I see that she's just a human being. And the, and that's something what helps me very much. But because when I stay away from her and watch her, I stay in my fantasy life. When I see and meet her and I see she has a ring on the finger, she's married, she has a baby with her, she has doing this, doing that, she's just talking and not about sex. She's smiling to me, but she's asking me a question about the business. So that's all things that show me um, that my crazy brain is not real, even if I believe in it. But that's how I deal with that. And I'm not perfect in that. I still have troubles. I sometimes get very, I don't, I got aroused. Yeah. I, I sometimes really do. And then I have to, to leave for a while and talk to somebody. I'm not perfect with that, but it's getting really better day by day. Thanks. Thank you. That reminds me of what you said is that, you know, this program doesn't teach us how to quit. It teaches us how not to take the first drink. And that was important. What you just said about that. So how are you dealing with obsessions about having a relationship or are you dealing with obsessions about having a relationship? Uh, no, not yet so much anymore because um, I think I, I really, I don't believe in God. I trust in God. Um, there is for me no excuse anymore to say there is no God. So I don't believe in God. I don't believe in all this. I don't say, oh, maybe there is a God. Oh, maybe he sees me. For me, this is bullshit. I trust in God. Sometimes more, sometimes less. <clears throat> but I trust in God and I, I, I'm really for sure that he's preparing the right women for me. Because he prepared for me the right flat. I had nothing to do with that getting a beautiful flat. I have a good job now. He prepared this for me. I, yeah, I, he prepared this beautiful recovery status for me. And, um, so, um, yeah, that's what I can say. I think I said, or yeah, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Um, so uh, the next question is what gives you the strength to surrender today? <clears throat> the, 
the strength of the surrender is you just have to imagine you're standing at the cliffs and you're holding a bag full of gold in your left hand and the left hand is is just after the cliffs and there's going very deep down and every time when you when you don't surrender you you think you you let go of this gold in your hand and you can see it and i just don't want to let go of it i just don't want to let go of my the beauty of my life today i can see it i i, I feel it how much i have in my hand and so so far i i i grab this back and don't let it go it's everything fine i work my program but when i uh let go of it i have a, yeah um it's can you read the question again sorry i lost the sentence good answer but it's about okay. the strength that we have to surrender it's basically that's the question oh okay okay that's a good question. Good yeah, and to get, to get remembered where you're coming from, because I just say it again and again, not today, but all in my life. Even we are young, we are 25 years old. You won't imagine how how fast 50 years go by, and we have our decision: Do we want to have a happy choice and free life, or do we just want to screw up our life? And 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 if we have children and a wife, want to make them unhappy, and um, or if not, want to go to jail, doing this, doing that, going to therapy all the time. I know people who who are not getting this program, and they are even for twenty years in this program. And I don't want to do that way. So I have the str- I I have no other choice because I die if I don't do it. And I really want to say it: I die because. I have also mental diseases. I'm taking five different pills every day. And that's my story. And I have to take them to be mental balanced. And um, I have to work my program. That's very important. Rather, I live on the street and work my program before having a good job and staying drunk. Thanks. So how do you deal with the thoughts and feelings of missing out, even if there are some like missing out on, I guess, the relationships, the sex, the women is what I guess. How do you deal with the thoughts and feelings of missing out? You mean that something I miss? Uh, I think the question comes from that they feel if if, if they did not have that, that they're missing Hmm. out on something they could have. So there's a loss there if they're not doing that. And you don't feel a loss. Yeah. Maybe it would be good. I don't want to make a a lecture or something, but maybe to wrap this up, maybe it would be good for you to read in the white book of the story of uh, Roy, because there's everything written, what he did, and he really did almost everything. He was living in 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 the red light district and um yeah and he he was not happy so um but it's always the question do i gonna miss it it's and you can exchange it with alcohol and drugs with computer games with food am i not missing something of course i'm missing something but i'm also missing life Amen. good job
Thank you. Um, the next question, when you hang out with your friends, uh, normal people, as we like to call them, <laughs> normies, yeah, I know. How do you keep yourself safe from the explicit jokes that they crack and keep yourself safe from the discussion they have about girls? I guess an adult oh, to that yeah. is whether, you know, whether they know that you're in program, your, your friends. Awesome question. Awesome question. Really good question. One of the most important questions for young people, or almost for people who have uh, um, a lot of friends right. or something outside of the program. Um, lots of friends, uh, some friends, they, I, I try to not have, um, I try to get rid of people who are talking a lot of sex drunk because they are just wasting my time. I'm sorry for saying that. I had a lot of friends doing this and I got really rid of them. I don't miss them anymore. Even they had been best friends for me, but today I want to be free. The other thing is I had to, to learn new people and in recovery, I can choose the people. I don't say I can choose the people by say you are good for me and you are not, but I mean, I can choose um, what kind of people I want to hang around and, um, I can learn new friends and um, lots of them. I told them, I don't want to, I don't want to see this pictures. I don't want to see this. Sometimes it's not easy. I was at school at school and university. It's very difficult because if you say to somebody, I don't want to see it, everybody thinks maybe you're gay or what kind of strange you are. If they're showing you a picture of a woman, I had the situations. And I, I surrendered that um, when somebody showed me the butt of a woman and something. But uh, today, um, when they make jokes, I say, I don't like it or I don't love. I don't love. I pray. And um, I try to change the topic by saying something else. Or um, some of my friends, they know that I'm in SA. Yeah, and some of one of them, one of my best friends, he joined SA now because I told him that I'm in SA. So there are no mistakes in God's world. Thank you. You muted. You muted. Thank you. Yep. The next question is Hi, Florian. I just wanted to ask that it becomes a lot difficult to pray when I am tired. When I am afresh, the prayer and surrender comes naturally. But when I am tired, then lust attacks me in the most, and praying is very difficult, and my mind says to give in. Is it a question or is it a statement? Uh, I think he wants to get your experience, strength, and hope if you experience okay. that when you're tired. Or, you know, what is your yeah. what do you do to not experience what he's experiencing? Okay. So thank you for your question. Um in my experience is if you get tired, go to bed. <laughs> um, but who's saying that I'm a very bad example for that. So um, um, I go to bed very, very late often. And then I, I, I get tired too, but um, my higher power is stronger than me. That means even how tired I am, he's still helping me if I really have the honest wish to stay sober. So, but it's like in the white book or big uh, white book, hungry, angry, lonely, tired. 
that don't get too hungry, too angry, too tired, and too lonely. So, but okay, who's telling you that? I'm a very bad example for that. I don't go to bed very early every day. Thank you. You're still young. You can get away with that. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Uh, what's your experience <laughs> today? What's your experience today using internet media? Um, how you know social media? What is, what's your experience today? Thank you. Very good question. Um, I today when I go to the internet. I mostly, sometimes not, but I have to do it again because it's sometimes annoying, but it is helping me very much. I check in. I wrote somebody a, a text by social media or WhatsApp or something and say, hey, I'm checking in. I'm going for 30 minutes to the internet and going to the Play Store and downloading some music or uh, watching this, watch it. Or I watch a movie now and and in one hour i check out or something and i do that and it really works out very fine i feel safe with that and but it was in the beginning of the of my recovery i stayed together with my parents by the computer because i was not i did not trust myself using the computer and the internet today after four and five years sobriety i can use it and it's a different um different uh type of of using using it and um because i have more trust in my recovery yeah and by i just have to be honest to myself very honest to myself if you stay honest to you um there there's not the possibility that something really bad happens in my my opinion thank you all right well thank you um <clears throat> How do you engage our? How do we engage ourselves when we are very agitated by sex desires, because it forces us to do it? His question is saying that um, overwhelmed by a sexual desire that he he doesn't. Uh, he said he's forced to do it, which would to me uh, his admission of his powerlessness. And so I don't, I don't understand for what uh, I guess you, when you, when, if you could think back when you were still going through your periods of trying to get sober um, and you were hit with such lustful desires that you couldn't, you had to act what, out. What did I do? Yeah. How did you engage yourself? What did you do to the craving, the craving of craving. Yeah, the craving? Yes. Thank okay. you. Okay. Thank you. Thank you for explaining, Dennis. Um, yeah, um, I, um, I, I prayed. I did a lot of phone calls. Um, almost the phone and me, we grow together like brother and sisters. So, um, um, and it was very annoying. My, my head sometimes hurt it because I, phone, I, I did so many phone calls every day and from the concentrating and something and but i did that and that was great and a lot of phoning a lot of talking and so um yeah yeah thanks great uh the next question is can you please say get to the chopper <laughs> i think there's uh some some humor there thank you for the talk 
I'm a young single person in SA, 30 years old, one year, 11 months sober. Have you had any near slips over the past five years after you got past the initial withdrawals and you felt like you reached some stability in your sobriety? Has complacency been a problem for you at all? Becoming complacent with that sobriety? Complacent what? Complacency, it means getting used to it that it becomes less important. Yeah, I know this. With, I had no um, almost slips or something. I had no slips. I was very straight with that and I still very straight and that's what I enjoy very much. That's the most important thing that I enjoy, the real sobriety. And um, that's what gives me my, my life happiness. And, uh, and I know with, that it's getting less important. But what is my my uh, goal and my uh, uh, what I really think is very important is um, st structure. I need structure every day. Um, and that means some meetings, some calls, some phone calls, some prayers, some meditation every day. If I do this every day, I don't have the big possibility um, to do something negative or something. Yeah, thank you. Do you do any kind of out outreaches for young adults? Any kind of outreach for young adults? Like people can contact you or... Do you know what that means? The question you mean is... mean NSA? Yes. Or in... Right, I think it's, I think it's more asking just generally because obviously um, this disease is prevalent very strong in in young adults outside of SA. Um, mm -hmm. I think the question is really asking whether you do okay. outreach work outside of SA, you know, in this area. Oh, that's a very good question. Um, I have to think about after the call about that. That's very good. No, I don't. I only do SA work. Yeah. But it's something what I thank you for the question. I, I'm going to think about that. So, yes, I think the last question was very much uh, answered beforehand um, in terms of boundaries regarding Internet and socializing. Um, we have, a, we have a, just, just a few more minutes left. Um, if you have any final points that you'd like to bring up about, um, about because it sounds like you've got a very strong, clear-cut bottom line sobriety. Um, and you know, you know for yourself when you're lusting or when, when you're not lusting. If you have any advice how um, how you're able to come to that point of clarity and and how it's been in that journey growing, because obviously sobriety gives us that clarity, but we need to clear and get out of the fog. Um, what it's been like learning about? Um, okay, very good question. Um, what I um, what I really can say, or did you finish? Sorry, Daniel. I, um, what I really thought about is um, mm, you go to the meetings and you see what is working and what is not working. This is something what really interfered with my recovery and with my sobriety. And what really had to do with that. So if I see what is working and what is not working, 
um, I just, yeah, I just, uh, I have, um, yeah, I have possibilities to get kind of a clarity. If you want to learn boxing and you go to the boxing gym, you watch the people, how they box, how they hit the different body parts, what they do, how they uh, go in defense. And by this, you can learn how, what people do to get, yeah, to don't get hit or to get hit, what is working and what is not working. And like in the program, um, I learn what I, yeah, what I can, what I can do and what I not can do. And there's a lot of experience and that's the awesome state of the meetings. You're not always seeing what is working. You all, you also see what is not working. And through of that, there became a clarity. And I just have seen other people um, in the program. They, I had one meeting in Munich for several uh, years or months. I went there and there have been lots of people they having sex outside of marriage. And they had a girlfriend. And they had been all not happy. All not happy. And lots of them, they are not, or they did not stay sober. So I just learned, I don't want to do it this way. I want to do it the way of other people who do it and stay sober and have no sex because it works. So it's just an example that you understand what I mean. I always mm. have to smile because Daniel is smoking. So <laughs> I thought about where is the smoke coming from? Vaping. <laughs> um, but thank yeah, you. Yeah. yeah. Okay, that's that's something where I um, can uh, give ad advice. Yeah, thanks. Well, thank you so much. Go ahead. Yeah. Uh, thank you so much, Florian. Uh, boy, what I hear in your story and what you're sharing is you want this. And that's everything, is that you want it. And it's obvious. And you'll go to any length to get it. And that's what we're hearing in your story. Thank you for coming tonight. We appreciate you being a service and uh, coming and uh, spending your time here. And you've blessed a lot of people today. And I think God's going to bless you greatly for that. So he already is. It's obvious. So thank you. I would like to thank you for listening to this episode of The Daily Reprieve, the best source for experience, strength, and hope for SA members. Please subscribe to this podcast to be alerted of new episodes. Please show your support by donating to The Daily Reprieve by going to donate.thedailyreprieve.com and choosing either monthly donations or a one-time donation by clicking Donate Now. Thank you for listening and stay tuned for the next episode of The Daily Reprieve.